So the first question. Did Donda live up to the hype? Second question. What are my top five songs from? Welcome to the Dime Drop. What is up my G's? Welcome to episode 15 of the Drive. The Drive? The Dime Drop podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Back at it. Uh, this is going to be a music one. Uh, dedicated to what happened on the weekend. So, like I said, music. It's not going to be about the football. We'll do that in another one. This is about my favorite artist of all time, Kanye West. Dropping Donda. Finally. Finally, it's here. Kanye West is... Yeah, like I said, my favorite artist of all time. And I'm just going to put it out there. One day I'm going to make an album with this guy. And yeah, it's going to be the sickest thing ever. But yeah, <laughs> let's just get back to it, man. So, did Donda live up to the hype? So, Donda, if you don't know, uh, was the name of Kanye West's mother who passed away um, about 15 years ago now. It's been two decades, which is pretty mad. Um, and yeah, this has been years in the making, to be honest. Um, and there's been so much hype to it. Um, and I don't know if we would have actually seen the light of day had it not been for the breakup of Kanye's marriage earlier this year. Um, because it seemed to refocus him. And he was almost like hell-bent on getting this out. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately for Kanye, he seems to come out with brilliant albums after some some mad stuff in his personal life like we saw obviously when his mother passed away we saw some great albums then so i was hoping for the same here but yeah man it's, he seems to have come with a new focus now um which was backed up with these mad listening parties so just to give you a bit of context usually when people do listening parties it's usually just to get a gauge for what the songs sound like what people think of them should anything be changed before they finally submit it um, but Kanye being Kanye decided to rent out the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta which is his, uh, he was actually born there it's his birthplace um, and yeah with two days notice sold it out 50,000 tickets boom um, and yeah he did that man like and it was streamed on Apple Music which is pretty mad um, and yeah I just think it's it's just taking this thing to a whole new level one thing that I don't know if many people know, um, he also like hired the creative director for Balenciaga to basically do everything for the parties and work with him uh, just for all the overall aesthetics. Um, another thing that I don't know if people know is uh, the whole mask thing that he, he sort of had. Um, that's actually paying homage to amazing Martin Margiela. Um, who I did, you've probably heard him on Rick Ross tracks to be fair. Rick Ross always shouts out that brand. Um, <laughs> they actually came to prominence in the 90s uh, for their catwalks because on their catwalks, they wanted to try and keep it as real as possible. They didn't want people talking about the models and stuff, so they made all the models wear these masks to not sort of take away from um, the fashion that was being modelled. And they also had held some, I think, at like, tube stations like underground it's pretty mad um so yeah Kanye took a lot of influence from that here um so i'm thinking did he use this mask thing to try and not distract from the music instead of it being like a concert that's my thinking anyway um 
but yeah, I also saw somewhere that uh, people were asking how, th- like, how do people get involved in it in terms of uh, he had loads of people, for instance, at one of them where people were circling around him. And uh, I found out that apparently, yeah, the day before he just sent out some ads like locally in Atlanta um, where people, he just asked people to like turn up in all black and they had rehearsals for that day. And yeah, that, that happened. I mean, it's just the power of the guy, man. It's insane. Um, but the weird thing was, so after the first listening party, which was about over a month ago now, he was meant to drop the album straight away. It never came. I was pissed. And apparently, Kanye being Kanye, he was like, I like the vibe of the stadium. I want to mix it here and add a few tweaks and whatnot. So he actually rented out the stadium for a couple of weeks. And reportedly, this cost him a million dollars a day. He had, had like, he hired a personal chef to come in. He got like furniture put into the stadium to sleep there. Um, like a sound system put into mix and shit. And I was like, this is actually mad. But yeah, he did that. So he was inviting people to come drop through the stadium to record extra vocals and whatnot. Um, he also displayed different versions of, of tracks as well and showed a lot of cryptic pictures on Instagram. And then literally like two weeks later, he did another another listening party at the same place. But at this one, I think he was like elevated at the end for like a song, which is pretty mad, like into the, <laughs> into the stratosphere. <laughs> this guy is fucking crazy. But yeah, he did that. Um, and then like, his last show was actually in Chicago. So he did another listening party. People were pissed at this point. They were like, when the fuck is this going to drop? But yeah, he did a last show in Chicago um, the week just gone. Um, where they actually like reconstructed his childhood home. Because that's obviously where he was brought up. Um, but there was a bit of controversy here. as He, he brought uh, Marilyn Manson and baby there. Um, who were both going through some legal shit in the US right now um, and yeah again showed new versions of songs which some people are like oh I like the old version and whatnot. again there were great aesthetics on show and weirdly uh, Kim showed up to like all of all of the listening parties with the kids um, always colour coded with whatever Kanye was wearing and in this last one she actually came out in a wedding dress and a veil and yeah it was a bit weird Kanye like goes up to her and stuff and it's, I don't know, it's just fucked up but I mean it's Kanye so I'll forgive him um, but yeah that happened too <laughs> um, another thing that happened so when he was like dropping these sort of pictures on uh, Instagram uh, something came out where it looked like he was saying some shit about Drake obviously Drake has this massive beef with Kanye dating a couple of years now um, but yeah something came out with that because it has been rumoured Drake's album's going to drop which as of recording it's been actually confirmed it's dropping at the end of this week on september the 3rd um a week after kanye has dropped essentially so yeah i think there was back and forth about when when the release date is because i don't know if kanye was being like shit i don't want to drop the same as drake and drake was doing the same uh it's a bit of like you know you go first no you go first um but i mean we got it so that's the main thing and off the back of that, let's go into my top five songs from this album. Uh, so as a whole, maybe this is adjoining the last question too. I actually think it's his best piece of work since Jesus for me. 
I controversially didn't rate Pablo that high. I think it had some really good songs on it, but as an album, I was like, oh. But yeah, I think that's for me since like Jesus was amazing. Um, but yeah, I I put it on par with Jesus to be fair. The only thing I would say is it seems too long, and a lot of I I do like the way Kanye constructs music. But it could have been a bit tighter, I think. But maybe that was the thing he was going for. It sounded a bit more like Jesus, where it was... It sounds like it might have been a bit rushed, but maybe he was trying to give off that feel. Um, I mean, either way, I don't mind. I think it's sick. Um, But I wish it was more concise. I wish it was maybe 12, maximum 15 songs. This is like fucking 27 songs. It's probably going to grow, knowing Kanye. I'll probably edit it loads of times. So let's just get into my top five, man. So fifth... I'm going to do both parts on this because, I mean, it's essentially the same song, just with different features. Uh, Jesus Lord. So this is the one with Jay Electronic on, on the first part, and then the second part has the locks. Um, obviously, locks have been uh, getting that heat recently with uh, their b- versus battle with Dipset. Um, and, yeah, like, uh, obviously, they killed it. Jadakiss killed his verse. But Jay Electronic's verse was insane. I, I, I mean... I'm a fan of that guy. He's just so inconsistent when it comes to putting out music, but nah, he killed it. Um, and Kanye's verse was actually pretty deep as well, talking about his mother on this. Um, so yeah, man, for me, that was number five. Just a great vibe all throughout. I mean, it's pretty long, part two is. I think it turned out to be like 11 minutes or something ridiculous. So maybe cut down the time, but it is what it is. Number four, we have No Child Left Behind. So... This is the one I was most looking forward to. I was like, I hope it's not just like some sort of interlude. And to be fair, it kind of sounds like that. I wish it was a more full-length feature song, but the vibe is insane. And and it gets vocals from Vori, who I think Vori lends his vocals to a few of these tracks on this album. Vori, uh, for me, is the underrated star on this album. Kanye always seems to give shine to new people all the time. I've not heard of Vori, but now i know and he's fucking sick and he knows how to utilize people that's what kind of is he's he's a composer um, he knows where to fit people how to get the best out of them and he sounds insane on this song so number three we have jail so jail has two versions we had the first version with jay-z and then the second version with the baby also has uh, feature vocals from marilyn manson um but yeah, so Jay-Z did this thing um, and sort of gave hope of maybe a Watch the Throne 2. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, we can all hope. But it was, I don't want to say funny, it's, it was ironic, the fact that it's called Jail and it had the baby and Marilyn Manson on it because they're both in trouble for legal shit. Um, but nah, the baby killed his verse, to be honest, and I'm, I'm glad it was on the album um, when it finally came out. And now we're moving in on to our top two songs. So number two is Off The Grid. I'm not going to lie. I actually forgot that Carti was on this because Fabio Foreign. Fabio, Fabio, Fabio Foreign? I don't know what the fuck to say. Anyway, that guy fucking, I've heard him before and he killed it. This is like a drill kind of beat. It's a bit weird for Kanye, but I don't think Kanye has a particular style. But he made it work, man. And Fabio just came in and smashed his long-ass verse out of the park. And then I was like, how the fuck is Kanye going to follow this? But 
he switched up his flow on this one, came quicker to try and keep up with the drill beat. And yeah, Caddy fucking smashed this one out of the park. Um, honestly, it was such, this whole song is so, so good. Um, yeah, it's, it's insane. And then my number one is something, I don't really go for these kind of songs just because they're hella popular. <laughs> I don't like popular shit a lot of the time. But this song, man, it is a masterpiece. Like, I wouldn't change anything about this song. And it is Hurricane. The weekend comes in, and that just, like, the beat on the hook is so fucking cinematic. And the weekend's vocals just absolutely smash it. Absolutely smash it. Um, but for me, the highlight of possibly this whole album I know that's a big big shout because I've only listened to it a few times through um, I would say Lil Baby I can't believe I'm saying it Two, if you asked me three years ago I was like Gunner's better than Lil Baby but Lil Baby genuinely had the best verse for me on this album he fucking smashed it I don't know what it is with him lately but that track with that he did on Drake's uh, for Drake on that want and needs or whatever it's called yeah this guy is killing shit right now um, yeah he fucking smashed it the whole song was just insane I'm so glad I heard that song <laughs> but yeah that's my take on it man so just in short like it is a sick album for me I think it sounds a bit rushed but I don't know if that was the aesthetic he was going for but yeah I'm gonna have this on repeat man well, yeah, have it on repeat until Drake's drops, and then we'll, we'll try to compare the both, which is unfair, but fuck it, we'll just do it anyway. <laughs> and now we're going to move on to our dimes, so it's always hard doing dimes on shit like this, but we're going to do it anyway. So number one, Kanye always shows, don't give a crap about what people think. He just does his own shit, man. Like I said, like, he just does what he wants when he wants how he wants he doesn't give a shit about rules and this is shown by the listening parties he threw how many listening parties he threw kept kept changing it he rented out a fucking stadium to finally mix it i don't know man this guy's nuts but he made it work man he made it work number two kind of going off the back one the last one sorry uh don't give in to public pressure People are saying after the first one, why has it not come? Where is it? Oh, fucking, if he doesn't drop it now, I'm not going to listen to it. Ugh, all this bullshit. So he didn't drop it the second time either, and people were pissed. I was pissed, I'm not going to lie, but I wasn't like, oh my God, he's been a dickhead. I was just like, nah, man, it'll come. It'll be a masterpiece when it comes. And he didn't give in to pressure, and it came, and it was fucking amazing. So fuck all the haters. Um, number three, it's a bit deep. After a divorce... You can still be amicable. So we saw, obviously, Kim turning up with the four kids uh, to all these listening parties, showing her support, and even participating in the last one in a wedding dress. Again, kind of weird, but she did it just to show support. Um, and yeah, I, th I thought that was pretty cool, to be fair. Um, another one is quantity is not better than quality. Like... Like I said, man, if this was more concise album and maybe more polished, this could have been vying for like top three Kanye albums of all time. But it is what it is. It was still sick, don't get me wrong. Still sick. Um, and the last one is, 
that Kanye West is more than hip-hop as he dabbles in too many styles to be compared to others. I don't know what the fuck he's, you can classify his genre as. You can relate it to so many different ones that it's got its own genre. He had organs playing in the back of this and fucking half the songs. And it just works, man. This guy just works. I know his signature style is his 808s, so he'll always have that. But, man, this guy's fucking genius. And, yeah, I'm just glad we were living in this time to witness this, man. It's sick. I mean, I hope his mental health improves. But, I mean, this, apart from that, man, this guy's killing it. Well, that was it, my Gs. Um, again, if you got any suggestions at us at instagram at d-i-m-e-d-r-o-double-p at me personally that's at hb underscore five two nine one i've got my last single dropping this week called intentions from my black sun ep and then next month um i say next month in october we're going to be releasing an r&b ep which i can't wait for uh just finishing that off at the minute um but yeah that's it i hope you all have a good weekend and I'll try to drop another episode this week too. Peace. Things which is.